2: And and Welcome to the Rifleman Radio Show. Thanks for tuning in tonight. Uh, We always uh, are appreciative of all the folks who listen. The Rifleman Radio Show is uh, a project uh, of the Appleseed program. It's sponsored by the Revolutionary War Veterans Association. The Revolutionary War Veterans Association is an organization dedicated to teaching rifle marksmanship and American history and heritage. For us, it's important that we remember the men and women who were sacrificed to make this the uh, absolutely the best nation on the face of the earth. And by remembering them, we honor them. And that's what we're going to try and do tonight. And uh, tonight, uh, if you uh, look at the show page, you'll see that... The, uh, what we're talking about is the, uh, the old saying of, for want of a nail. For want of a nail, a shoe was lost. For want of a shoe, a horse was lost. For want of a horse, a man was lost. Yeah, little things end up having big consequences. So the time to put a stop to something is when it's still a little thing. Right? When the nail first comes out of the shoe... Not when the shoe comes off the horse, not when the horse goes lame and can't carry the man <clears throat> well, I'm glad everybody's tuned in tonight, and I'm gonna get started with the uh what's the upcoming shoots, as we always do <clears throat> we have uh, <clears throat> sorry i'm <clears throat> been bailing hay all day and i and have managed to breathe in and swallow uh, most of the most of the dust uh on the hundred uh, acre section I was on. So I've got it all with me here tonight. <clears throat> June 20th, uh, let me start off with uh, this coming weekend. June 13th and 14th, Bates City, Missouri. Uh, the Canton Minerva, Ohio shoot, June 13th and 14th. Castle Rock, Washington, June 13th and 14th. Evansville, Indiana, June 13th and 14th. Montpellier, Virginia. June 13th and 14th, Sacramento, California, June 13th and 14th, Toccoa, Georgia, June 13th and 14th, Jackson, Wyoming, June 13th and 14th, That's Massachusetts, June 20th and 21st, Bennington, Vermont, June 20th and 21st, Casper, Wyoming, June 20th and 21st, Corona, California, June 20th and 21st. Corpus Christi, Texas, June 20th and 21st. Be sure to come to this one. Uh, I'll be uh, shoot boxing that event, and I'll have uh, Respiratory Pop right by my side there giving me a hand. And uh, we certainly invite everyone to come to the Corpus Christi shoot. We need to build up a crew there to help Pop uh, get the word out in Corpus Christi and, and build up a good crew for Corpus Lafayette, Indiana, June 20th and 21st. Ottawa, Illinois, June 20th and 21st. Peru, California, June 20th and 21st. New Bremen, New York, June 20th and 21st. Ramsar, North Carolina, June 20th and 21st. Stinson, West Virginia, June 20th and 21st. Osage Beach, Missouri, Missouri. June 20th and 21st, Downton, New Hampshire, and uh, this says P O R C F E S T, Pork Fest, if that's right. June 25th and 26th. That's a Thursday and Friday event. The 25th and 26th, a Thursday and Friday event. That's so that'll be a special event. Albuquerque, New Mexico, June 27th and 28th. Cloverdale, Indiana, June 27th and 28th. El Paso Community College, El Paso, Texas, June 27th and 28th. Remember, the El Paso Community College uh, location is an indoor range. So even though it's June, even though it's hotter than Hades out there, you've got a nice, quiet, uh, cool place to shoot, nice, clean uh, location. Uh, you've got baffles in between, shooting position. So if you're looking for a nice, cool place to shoot, uh, and Hobnob, with uh, all of El Paso's finest, that will be El Paso Community College in El Paso, Texas, June 27th and 28th. Greensburg, Kentucky, June 27th and 28th. Now, folks, this is a uh, an event we had to move. So the Greensburg, Kentucky, June 27th and 28th will be moved. And we'll let you know uh, when that was moved to uh, <clears throat> so that we can get uh, the dates on that. Uh, Kimmermere, Wyoming, June 27th and 28th. Monroe, Washington, June 27th and 28th. This is still on the uh, uh, on the calendar here, but I believe that the Monroe, Washington location has been closed due to some uh, uh, unforeseeable circumstances. So I think that that location, uh, that uh, event certainly uh, has been uh, – uh, will have to be moved also. Oxford, Kansas, June 27th and 28th. And per year, tended, uh, Tennessee, June 27th and 28th. All right, we're going to we're close enough. I'm going to give you the first half of uh, July also. Castle, <clears throat> Castle Rock, Washington, July 4th and 5th. Now listen, uh, we tried some July 4th shoots last year, and uh, a lot of them uh, there was a low turnout, and a lot of them didn't go so well because. It was the first year we ever tried that. A lot of folks said, well, July 4th, uh, I'm going to, you know, I don't have anything that I normally do except sit on the couch and uh, watch TV and uh, watch the game or something like that or uh, or just eat some dinner, hang out. There's nothing else I can do. Well, listen, there is now something else you can do, all right? If you're in Castle Rock, Washington, July 4th and 5th, you can go to an apple seed event. What better way to celebrate uh, your independence, celebrate the, uh, the independence of this nation, than get to go to an Apple's event, uh, talk about history. Uh, learn to become a better rifle marksman. <clears throat> improve your rifle marksmanship. I can't think of a, a, a better uh, way to celebrate it. Birmingham, Alabama, July 4th and 5th. Davila, Texas, right here, right here under the hot Texas sun, July 4th and
0: 5th. Ottawa,
2: Illinois, July 4th and 5th. Ramseur, North Carolina, July 4th and 5th. Raton, New Mexico. Now, this is at the uh, uh, NRA Whittington Center, folks, in Raton, New Mexico. And I'm telling you, this is an absolutely pristine location. Uh, it is absolutely great location. There's even some little cabanas there that you can... Uh, uh, rent uh, cabins rather, not cabanas, some cabins there you can rent. I think uh, I just was thinking about uh, uh, either Sam D. or Tom telling me about the there were cabanas where you could get like a foot massage in between uh, courses of fire and stuff at that shoot. So that is going to be a great location. It's absolutely beautiful. Even in July, uh, it's still nice and cool, at least at night. Stinson, <laughs> West Virginia, July 4th and 5th, Augusta, Georgia, July 11th and 12th, Troop, New York, July 11th and 12th. I'll be at this one, too. I'll be at the Troop location July 11th and 12th, and I believe that we're going to have uh, uh, an IBC, a three-day IBC preceding this. So we'll have the Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday at the uh, uh, instructor's boot camp and then have an Apple feed uh, July 11th and 12th so that those folks who are at the IBC can then instruct at the Troop New York shoot. So if you're in New York, anywhere in New York, and you're looking for something to do that weekend, that is going to be uh, a great event, a great chance for the the new instructors uh, to put all the stuff that they've just learned, to to put it all together in one bag and uh, show you how well they learned it. And if you are uh, thinking about becoming an instructor in New York, and you can get off those three days, the uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, that would be the uh, 8th, 9th, and 10th of July then be sure and let uh, D964, that's Ed, or myself, you can PM me and let me know uh, that you'd like to come, and we'll try and we'll get you on the books for that. All right, so let's troop New York shoot in July, that's 11th and 12th. That's the uh, the shoot that will follow the IBC. Virginia Beach, Virginia, July 11th and 12th. Elstonville, Pennsylvania, July 18th and 19th. Fort White, Florida, July 18th and 19th. Oxford, Kansas, July 18th and 19th. It always has uh, Wichita, in parentheses. Uh, Peru, California, July 18th and 19th. Proctor, Vermont, July 18th and 19th. And Winslow, New Jersey, July 18th and 19th. So if you're looking for something to do, uh, if, you are, uh, if you're thinking about going to any of these events, Here's what you've got to do. Go to the Appleseed homepage. Go to our homepage at AppleseedInfo.org. All right. Once you're at AppleseedInfo.org, look up in the top left-hand corner, and you'll see uh, a uh, link up there that says Appleseed. All right. Hit that link, and uh, you'll get a drop-down menu. It gives you all the different things for the events. You have general info, what people are saying about it, the significance of April 19th, what to bring, Appleseed locations, why should I come, register now for an event, facts, how to prepare for an event, uh, other interesting links, how to host an Appleseed, women, an Appleseed, and here you go, schedule. All right, click on schedule. That will take you to the listing of the locations and dates for the different shoots across the nation. And then uh, just to the right of that will be two other hot links. There will be uh, two blue hot links. One will say information. The information link is there so that you can click on it and find out uh, any special things about uh, the event. Uh, it'll give you uh, directions to the event, uh, any uh, range fees or anything like that, uh, any special information. And then the one to the right of that is register. Now this is important. If you're deciding that uh, you want to go to an apple seed event, don't wait to the last minute. Uh, that's going to cause you grief. It's going to cause us grief. Uh, make it easy on yourself and on us when you pre-register for an event. It lets us know how many people are coming to the event. It gives us a better idea of how many folks are coming to an event. Once we know that information, then we know how much gear to send, uh, how many instructors to make sure that we have available. Because we like to keep this at a, uh, at a high instructor-to-student uh, ratio. Uh, yeah, it costs us a lot more money to do that, but... Uh, I'll tell you this again and again, no matter what you hear, anywhere else, on the web, from anybody, anywhere, Appleseed is not a commercial venture as far as uh, us being in this to make money. all right, We're in this to make riflemen. We're in this to uh, spread the word uh, to Americans about their heritage, about who came before them, about who cared enough in history, those men and women, who cared enough to make all those sacrifices 234 years ago so that we could have what we have today. That is what we care about. Listen, if we could do this for free, we would do it for free. All right? We're not making money as it is. If we could do it for free, we would gladly do it for free. Right now, it's only, uh, uh, I think, 70 bucks to pre-register. 70 bucks. You know what that comes out to? Uh, That comes out to... uh, Oh, approximately, uh, I guess uh, three or four dollars an hour is what you're paying for rifle marksmanship instruction. Absolutely, the best uh, fundamentals of rifle marksmanship instruction in the nation right now, <clears throat> and I'll go head to head with uh, with anybody on that. So, you let us know that you're going to come, so we can get the, the good number of instructors there, uh, all the equipment that we need for it, and it also helps because if it looks like uh, there's plenty of time left. And that location on that date seems to be filling up uh, quickly. Then we'll start beating the bushes to find uh, additional line space. Maybe we can rent some more line space on the line. Um, there have been cases where we've uh, we've gotten uh, we've managed to obtain uh, uh, you know additional uh, lines there at the event. <laughs> However, I can guarantee you that won't happen if we don't know. I can guarantee it won't happen if we don't know. And then what happens is you decide that you want to go to this, to a certain event. You go, hey, you know what? I've decided I want to go to the event. And uh, you wait long enough, and you'll get to this page. And in the place where it's supposed to say information or register, instead of the two blue hot links, you're going to have one red link that just says uh, filled. That's... uh, That will be what you get. So make sure that uh, you do yourself a favor, do us a favor, and pre-register. Once you decide that you uh, know where you want to go, make sure you pre-register. That helps us a great deal. All right, if you'd like to call in uh, tonight, the uh, call-in number is 347-308-8790. And uh, we welcome any calls you have. We're always willing to. Uh, to answer any questions you have, and if we can't get the answers, then uh, right then and there to you, by gosh, we'll get them to you before the end of the evening, if I can tell you that much. We also have quite a few folks uh, uh, in the chat rooms, and they are always uh, willing to help out. So if you want to uh, listen to the show, you can, now, you can also take a few minutes to register for an account at Blog uh, Talk Radio. Uh, I don't know, I don't remember what they asked for you. It's it's very simple, very easy to do. (laughs) And uh, once you do that, then you can also uh, get in on the live chat. Oh, yeah, you want to get in on that because uh, it's wild and woolly here. I see the room is already filling up. We've got uh, Sam D., uh, Alonzo, we've got Old Grunt, uh, uh, let's see, Fun Failers here, you name it. Uh, Everybody's here uh, ready to... uh, flinging themselves into the mix. <clears throat> okay, let me give you the number again. 347-308-8790. If one of you guys in the chat room would post that too so that uh, uh so the uh, folks when they come in if they want to call in, they can call in there. If you don't want to call in, no problem. Uh, you can post your question in the chat room and uh, somebody will answer it. Uh, I try and make sure that I'm uh, that I'm reading it and I can't type uh, very well. While I'm while I'm talking, uh, I could I can't type while I'm talking, but you'll see everything will just slow down. It takes a, a huge a, a huge amount of gigabytes for me to do both at the same time.
3: <clears throat>
2: but I will be reading the chat. So you have some questions that you want to get uh, uh, just uh, uh, post them on the chat room, and we'll get to them. All right. For want of a nail. For want of a nail, the shoe was lost. For want of a shoe, the horse was lost. For want of a horse, the man was lost. And so it goes. And I'm telling you, this is unbelievably true. True. And it always has been. Uh, Look back through history. Everything, uh, every huge event, anytime anything major, has ever happened in this country, in the world even. It started as something tiny. And uh, especially for those events that turned out to to be huge, ugly monsters, it could have ended very easily when it was tiny, when it was a small thing, when it was still uh, a June bug that you could uh, flick off the windowsill uh, and get rid of. Before it turned into uh, an elephant or a great white shark, every occasion, every uh, uh, every time something uh, horrible got started, it started as a little tiny thing. If you look at World War One, World War Two, uh, Hitler could have been stopped very easily uh, when he was uh, when he was still just a drunken painter. Uh, he could have been stopped. It could have been shifted. Uh, even whenever it got up to almost world, uh, worldwide attention, it could have been stopped. Uh, if somebody would have said, uh, if somebody would have put the kabosh on, uh, on Hitler uh, when he invaded Austria, then uh, uh, that may have been it. That may have been as far as he was willing to go. But they didn't. They kept thinking, surely it will stop. Surely somebody's going to stop him. Surely he's not crazy enough to continue and actually do something uh, like what he did next. And guess what he did? And, uh, and we paid the price for it. The whole world paid the price for it. Americans paid the price for it. For one of a nail, a shoe was lost. For one of a shoe, a horse was lost. The time to fix the things, are when they are small, the time to fix that little spot of rust on your fender is when it's just a little spot of rust. When it's about the, you know, the size of, a, of a peppercorn. And that's when you get the sandpaper out and you kind of sand that little fleck of it off, and then you go get the uh, touch-up paint. And you don't need much paint at all, right? We're not talking about a bucket of paint. We're talking about one of those little fingernail bottle things of paint, you know, that comes with the car. It has a little uh, fingernail brush on it. You, uh, you scratch off that little bit of rust, and you cover it up with that little dab of paint, and voila, good as new. Fixed, right? What happens if you don't do that, though? What happens if you let it go? If you say, well, you know what, I'll get to that later. Uh, I'll fix that later. It can be fixed later. <clears throat> and uh, then you come back to, uh, at the end of the month, and holy smoke, it's uh, now it's the size of a thumbnail. And uh, there's actually a hole in the middle going all the way through it. You can see daylight through there. Oh, but yeah, that's a little bit, uh, that's a little bit more serious now, and it's got to be fixed. But uh, now it's gone to a different level, and it requires a little bit more planning now on how to fix it and uh, bondo. And and uh, you'll get that bondo of that next week. I'm sure we'll get it this next weekend. We'll get, we'll have the time to do that. And we'll do it. Uh, okay at the end of the next month. Now it's the size of a 50 cent piece and it's got a hole in the center the size of a nickel. Okay, bondo won't work now. Bondo won't work now. Now you got to go uh you have to get a, cut some tin and uh, brace uh, the tin into it. You get where I'm going? You see where I'm going with this? The time to fix a thing is when it's small. The time to fix a thing is when it first shows up. And how are we going to do this? How are we going to fix the thing while it's still small? <clears throat> how do we even let the folks know across the nation that they're missing a nail? Alright? Because a lot of Americans haven't uh they don't seem to be able to understand that number one, they're they're missing a nail on the shoe of their horse, and number two to get them to care about it, because uh, I'm sure that they think, well, obviously, or, or certainly, some <laughs> some government uh, entity, some government agency, will uh, take care of this. Isn't there a you know a horseshoe renailing program or subsidy, subsidized thing, or something like that? Well, I'm sure that they'll take care of it. All right, they'll they'll get it, they'll fix it, and uh, we will have to worry about that thing no more. Would that there were, but there is not. Alright. <clears throat> we're gonna have to let these folks know. We're gonna have to let Americans know that the nail is missing. The nail is missing. And we we really need to do it before the shoe goes missing. Because then once the shoe goes missing, then we gotta fix the horse too. And if we don't catch it then then we gotta it gets worse and worse. So how do we even let people know that the the nail is missing? Well, as I put on the show page, I said, let's get started tonight. Let's figure that out. Let's figure out how to let the folks know that the nail is missing. Uh, Let's let them know. That's what our program is designed to do. That's what the Apple C program is designed to do. I think a lot of people uh, get very frustrated at times because they want the Apple C program to do something else. All right? They want to... they get frustrated because they want to get their hands on the steering wheel, and they want to, they want the Apple C program to, uh, they want it to paint the house. They want it to do the dishes, or they want it to, to build a new addition onto the bathroom. <clears throat> and that's not our job. <clears throat> our job is to let folks know that the nail is missing. That's really all we have time for. Uh, as you can see, we are uh, we're wall to wall with the uh, with the stuff that we're doing now. Let alone adding anything else, adding any uh, frills or anything else in, <clears throat> and we don't have time for that as it is. We need to we need to continue building the appleseed machine. And the way I always look at it is, it's a huge Paul Revere machine, and uh, that's what we do. We're a huge Paul Revere machine that rides through the countryside and says, Hey, Americans, wake up. Get off the couch. Remember what it means to be an American. Remember what you're supposed to do. Remember that you are the we the people talked about in that document. Remember what your sacred obligations are, what your duties are. Nobody's going to do those things for you. I told you guys before that... uh, If you are counting on someone else to safeguard your rights and your liberties, uh, you're putting all your eggs in the wrong basket. Only you know what's best for you. Only you know what your needs and your wants are. Only only you know the best way uh, to spend your money. Is that right? I don't think anybody knows better than me how to spend my money. Uh, My wife does. My wife knows better than me. But other than that, I don't think anyone knows better uh, uh, thousands of miles away in the government how I should be spending my money. So I've got to tell them. I have to tell them. We, the Americans, are falling down on our jobs. We're, uh, We're falling down in our responsibilities to get the word out to our senators, our representatives. Uh, our congressmen, without us telling them, they don't know. Uh, I'm sure that some of them know what they should be doing, uh, but they don't know what we want them to do. Unless we tell them what we need for them to do, they don't know. Make sure that you are letting your senators and congressmen know what you want them to do. Uh, And I've talked about this several weeks in a row, and I'm going to keep reminding you because it's very important. It is very, very important. It is the absolute, uh, the main problem that America has at this point. Uh, No other problems match this one. No other problems match the, uh, uh, the fact that Americans are not awake, uh, that they are not doing their job, uh, that they are not letting their senators, representatives know what is needed of them. Uh, they're going through life in a fog, and in this fog they are certain within their own hearts that Someone is going to be taking care of them. Someone is going to make sure that their rights and their liberties are safeguarded. I don't trust anybody but me. You shouldn't trust anybody but you. I told you before, you can't trust your mom to do it. You can't trust your dad, your, your postman, your doctor, your lawyer. Uh, no one. Your kids, no one. And if you're trusting me, you're wrong. You should be trusting yourself. The same way with anything that I tell you, anything that anyone else tells you, any talking heads,
3: any information
2: you get from anywhere, never believe it. Don't trust it. As Ronald Reagan said, you can trust but verify. That will work for me. Uh, You can trust me to tell you, uh, to the best of my ability, uh, what a certain situation is. But you need to find out yourself what's really going on in this country. You have to take uh, the responsibility of finding out what the answers are of what's really going on in this country. <clears throat> the Apple seed program will never uh, will never tell you uh, how to vote, uh, what to do. Uh, the only thing we'll ever tell you is that you have a sacred responsibility to vote. I could care less who you vote for. That's up to you. That's none of my business. Uh, I'm never going to tell anybody how they should vote, what they should vote for, what they should think, what they should read, uh, what they should listen to, who they should admire. That's all your own personal business. But I am going to tell you, you better have some of your own personal business going on. That is your sacred obligation to this country. Uh, I've said it over and over, and I will continue to say it over and over and over. The uh, right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness is not a right at all. Okay? Are you getting that? It's not a right. You don't have a right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Unless... Every single day, you safeguard that right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And if you're not doing it, you sure can't hope that somebody else is. You sure can't trust that somebody else is. <clears throat> All right, the uh call in number in 347-308-8790. Uh, if anybody has any uh, comments or questions, if you'd like to uh, give an AR, an after-action report, on the shoots from this last weekend, uh, you're welcome to. We had a shoot at uh, Davila this last weekend. Metal Bot was a shoot boss for the shoot and uh, did an absolutely excellent job. <clears throat> this uh, Every shoot is different, and I tell the apple seeders that when they come in. Every apple seed is different. Every apple seed is its own beast. Uh, no two are alike. I've done a lot of them now. and No two were ever alike. Each one has its own uh, personality, its own special needs and requirements, and uh, this one was no different. This one, we had a lot of folks uh, who were brand new to shooting. Uh, Several, of course, I don't think had ever... uh, They'd probably seen a picture of a rifle somewhere, uh, but they'd never handled one, and uh, that uh, puts a new spin on the instruction. And, uh, you know, we shift into low gear... To facilitate the folks and make sure that everyone uh, is getting up to the same, uh, staying on the same page, getting up to speed at the same rate, <clears throat> and uh, we've learned to do it uh, in a really you know, good fashion so that uh, the folks who do come skilled are not having to, uh, to sit there and twiddle while the other folks... Uh, are still trying to figure out the, uh, the right end that the projectile is going to exit from. We keep everybody on a, on a nice, tight, sharp schedule, and everybody progresses forward uh, at close to the same rate. And uh, these folks left the apple seed on Sunday. They came on uh, Saturday and Sunday. The, uh, the folks I'm talking about uh, left on Sunday uh, with uh, a huge amount of newfound skills. Uh one of the folks, was, uh, Linda, who was a caller here uh, uh, maybe a month ago, uh, she would called in. and We spoke to her for a while, and she decided to come to an apple seed uh, after she called in on the radio. And uh, she came and brought her daughters, and uh, they did a great job. Uh, they absolutely did. They went in. It, it was hard. It was frustrating. It was hot. Uh, it was brand new to them, and uh, it was long Days of instruction, and the instruction is fairly fast-paced. We don't leave anybody sitting in the dirt, but uh, we keep it at a good clip because we, we have a huge amount of instruction to get to you, but we don't, we never leave you hanging. We always make sure that you're brought along. And uh, and these guys left on Sunday with a huge amount of uh, technique and skill under their belts and also the promise to come back again. They listened to the story of April 19th, 1775, the three strikes of the match, uh, the story of their of their uh, forefathers, the American heritage, American culture, the story of their uh, their forefathers, who stood together on April 19, 1775, and met the regulars at Lexington, uh, later at the North Bridge in Concord, and finally all the way home to Boston along Battle Road from Concord, and story changes folks' lives. I, I'm telling you, it does. Uh, I think I uh, I, I got a, uh, a message from one of the guys that uh, came to the Appleseed, <clears throat> and I'm going to read you just a little bit of it. Uh, I'm not going to give you his name. <clears throat> he wants to call and tell you if he can't. It says, uh, "Scout to say that I had an epiphany at the Appleseed event last Saturday is the most accurate description I can give." Thank you and your staff for the most excellent instruction I have ever received in the art of shooting. I'll bring others to the future events. Uh, I know of several people who want to go right now. And next time, I'm sure I will attain that Elusive rifleman's badge. Folk lives change at these events. They change at these events. Uh, one of the ways that I... Uh, try and describe it is that we're going to pull your focus back up from uh, from where you're looking from your ceiling down into your living room to where you're looking from uh, 200 miles up down at the country. That's what we want you to start thinking about. That's, where, that's how we want to shift your focus uh, so that you can see the bigger picture, so that you can understand that there is a lot more to this country, a lot more to your life rather uh, than what exists within your living room. All right, the caller number is <clears> 347 right. So how do we get folks to understand that there's a nail missing? Well, we get them to an apple seed event. We get them to an Appleseed event, and we let them understand that. Uh, I think of the Appleseed events as almost like a rocket launch pads, uh, or uh, uh, I hate to use a military analogy because because we we are not connected to the military. We don't have any kind of ideology that we uh, that we instruct. We don't do any training, uh, but even still, I can, I still think of it a lot of times as like a clearinghouse. Almost like the way that I looked at boot camp when I was when I went into the, uh, the army. You go to boot camp, and uh, and folks uh, show up from from all over the country at a boot camp. You got folks with all different levels of skills and whatever they're doing. You got folks. Uh, uh, you have rocket scientists all the way down to uh, to to almost homeless people. Uh, you show up at boot camp, and then uh, they all get their head shaved, and they'll get a uniform. And all of a sudden, they're on the same page, working toward the same goal. And then after two months of this, of getting folks to understand that they're part of the bigger picture, <clears throat> because your career doesn't end at boot camp, uh, you don't go to boot camp and then end up staying there and living there. No. You go to a boot camp, and then... At the end of the uh, two-month period, then they say, okay, uh, you, you're going on to do X. All right, you, the guy next beside him, you're going on to do Y, and so on and so forth. And uh, that's how I see the uh, the folks at Apple Seats uh, a lot of times, because uh, folks come to the Apple seat and they end up, they love it. But then they tell me, look, I, I love this. Uh, I love what we're doing. I love the whole idea of it. I love shooting. But but I don't want to be an instructor, so I'm you know, so I'm at a loss of how I can help. Listen, we've got a place for you no matter what you do. We have something that you can help with. If you don't want to be an instructor, no problem. We can use you uh, in a hundred million ways. Use and abuse you I might add. <clears throat> in a hundred million ways. Uh we need folks to do uh uh logistical stuff for us as far as getting supplies in different places. Uh, We need technical help, uh, folks that can uh, know their way around computers and uh, websites, stuff like that. Uh, I need folks to help me with with a project with American Talk Radio that I'm working on. Uh, I need folks that uh, uh, can help me with uh, getting the word out on Talk Radio. We have basically a place... For anyone that shows up, we can use artists, we can use craftsmen, uh, you name it, and we have a place for you at Appleseed. We have a way for you to uh, to continue with your rifle marksmanship, with your path to riflemen, and at the same time, uh, to help move the program forward, to help, uh, at the same time, to move the country forward. Uh, and we've talked about this on staff and uh And I let's see, yeah, Fun Sailor's still in. Fun Sailor, if you want to call in, then uh, we could talk about also about uh, about the way that we consider or the way that we we look at the program and its relationship to the country. Uh, Because you will hear us say we'll use the uh, Titanic analogy uh, in describing the country and what we want to do. Uh, in order to uh, to help our nation,
1: uh,
2: and you have heard us at times before say that uh, we want to save to help save the nation. But the fact is is that we're not going to save anything. We're not saving the nation from anything. We are. We want to preserve our country. We want to preserve uh, the the values, the morals, the ethics that our country had. And that's what we're trying to do. So let's see. I think I just lost my switchboard. So, Stacey, if you want to call in, uh, I see you're in the chat. If you want to call in, and uh, we can talk about that too. Uh, Let the the Appleseed folks know about that. So we've got a place for you. No matter what you do or what you want to do, how you want to help out, for whatever level you want to help out, we've got a place for you. You can only help one uh, weekend a year. we got a place for you. Uh, you're going to quit your job and go uh, on the Appleseed Trail 24 hours a day, 365 a year. we got a place for you. As matter of fact, we've got a great place for you if you want to do that. But we have a place for you no matter what uh, what's your level of commitment <clears throat> And then, as I said earlier, that uh, I also think of it as a launching pad because folks come to an Apple Seed event, and uh, as I said, they come from all over the country, and and uh, they they may not have any background in shooting, uh, they may not have any skills in it, uh, and I find a lot of folks at events to be a little bit tentative about it, uh, to be a little bit unsure of their abilities. And the unsureness in their abilities, as far as rifle marksmanship goes, uh, seems to also translate to the rest of their life. Uh, Do you understand what I'm saying? That uh, somebody who may feel a little bit unsure of their abilities uh, as a rifle marksman may also feel a little bit unsure of their abilities, to help preserve uh, our country. Okay, they come to an Appleseed event, and they shoot. And when they shoot, uh, they set themselves a goal, and they begin shooting, and they begin soaking up the uh, technique. They begin developing their skills in this. Lo and behold, at the end of the day on Sunday, they're shooting at the 200 level, or perhaps they've gone all the way, and they've uh, shot two tuner above in the AQT, and they are now a rifleman. Wow. Wow. I'm telling you, the whole universe has changed for these folks. And if you think I'm joking, come to an event, and you look in their eyes, and you see what I'm saying, and you tell me I'm wrong. Everything has changed for them. Okay, they set a goal. Uh, as I said, a lot of these people... Maybe in their in their lives they don't have things that uh, they don't have goals that they've set before, or they don't they they are unsure of their abilities to do something. So a lot of times they don't try. Well, they get to an athlete event and they find out that they can shoot and that they can set a goal and they can achieve that goal. And when they do, like I'm telling you, it's a, it's it, it's like the the light goes on, and I can. I can easily see the 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 question on their lips after that is, "What's next? What's next? What can I do next?" I'm ready. Uh, I'm ready for the next goal. Uh, I'm ready for. A, uh, I'm ready. That's why I call it like a launching pad because uh, because they're ready now. They're ready to go on further and do more. They didn't think that they could do something. They found out that they could set a goal. They could achieve that goal. And now the sky's the limit. And I find that uh, amazingly exciting uh, when I see that at an event. <clears throat> All right, I asked Stacy to call in, and uh, he did. He called in. So, Stacy, welcome to the show. Well, he, you said call in. I mean, I do as I told, especially when it comes from Scout. Yeah, scout. yeah, right. Right. <laughs> well, welcome. Uh, because you and I talked the other night about. Uh, about some of the things as far as the way that we talk about the program, and uh, and that affects how it's perceived. So, And you had some really good points, and I wanted you to elaborate on
1: them to the folks listening tonight. Well, now you've caught me at a disadvantage because I, uh, I was I was typing most of the time I was listening, and all I heard was I had better call in, and I just hopped to it. Um, well, when we were, I, were talking I did, the other I, night
2: about, uh, you know, I'm sure you remember, or maybe you don't. I know you probably get... Uh, Five or six calls a night, just like I do, but we were talking about how the program how a lot of folks uh stand up and when they're talking about, it, they say, we have to save this nation, we have to save it uh, and and the reality is is that they that we're not saving anything, we're not saving a nation, we're t-
1: attempting to preserve our heritage Oh, yeah, yeah, well they uh, it, 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 what's interesting is, that, is our you know, our founders didn't save the nation. Um, you know, they were just preserving what they had when, uh, when the war started, and April 191775, they were, they weren't out to save things; they were just out to preserve what they had, and the king and, and the parliament were trying to take it away. And then later on, uh, something closer to July of 76, they, they realized that in order to preserve what they had for themselves and for their children, the best way to do it was to declare their independence. So there's a little history, but you know we take we take a lot of we try to take a lot of our uh, our cues from the founders you know they they we feel that they did it right and we don 't need to reinvent what they were doing or try to do something better than what they did because uh, they handed us a pretty darn good product <laughs> at the end of eight bloody years uh they were pretty wise folks but um so you know the co the country's not gone it's still ours and that's the thing that a lot of folks try to they they, they lose sight of that uh all the tools all the apparatuses everything that they gave us uh it's still here so there, there's nothing to save it is it is already here and it's just us uh the american people who have decided that you know in mass that we would just as soon sit on our cans and watch uh nascar though i love nascar and
3: uh and uh,
1: watch and, 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 and go bass fishing, and I love to eat bass um we we would prefer to do that than to be the owners of the country like uh like they were and like they uh directed us to be uh when they when they uh handed us the country and when they and let us inherit it, so that's you know the say that we're we're saving the nation we're not we're just we're just preserving what we have we're just trying to uh like you said with your rust analogy i did hear that we're just trying to to kind of take some of the rust off the owners you know rather than taking the rust off the car we're trying to take the rust off the owners it's you know it really is you know an analogy i've been playing with uh lately i've been talking to some friends it's um it's like it's like you own a vehicle you own a car and if it's your car, then you care about when the oil gets changed, and you care about you know, when the tires need changing, and you, you wash it, you wax it, you take care of it, and unless, of course, you're a fun fella, then you just let it run into the dirt. But, um, <laughs> but, the, um, but that's the notion of ownership. But if you're a kid and your dad lets you borrow the car or you loan your car to an irresponsible friend, uh, they don't care. They don't care if the oil gets changed. It's not their car. They don't care if the tires, if they squeal the tires or something like this. It's not theirs. They don't have the, that ownership. And so, you know, that's kind of where we're at right now. We have um, we have our representatives in Washington that we loaned our car to, and they don't care. They're squealing the tires. They're driving around without the changing the oil. So it is our job to call them every 3,000 miles and say, hey, it's my car. I'd like you to change the oil. It's my car. I've heard it even squealing the tires. I just assume you not do that. And so that's, that's kind of what we you know, that's our job as owners is to take care of our property. And, um, if we, uh, if we neglect that, then, then, and somebody else runs, runs, runs a car into the dirt. Well, then that's, I mean, that's our fault, right? Even though they did the damage, it's our fault because as owners, we didn't take care of it. But, um, Likewise, as we're watching folks that we've loaned our car to or put, uh, put the responsibility of, of the upkeep of the car to and they're not doing it right, then it's, it's our right to take it back. It's our right to, to tell our re- irresponsible friends, hey, you know what, you're not taking the care of the car like I'd asked, so you know, put it back in my garage. And that's, you know, and that's exactly how the founders saw this nation and how they saw it when they handed it to us. They gave us the ownership. And if we go back to the notion of of the kid taking the borrowing the car, now here you are as a irresponsible child, and you're out squealing the, your dad's car tires, and you're racing it hard and running it hard, and, and not not taking care of it like uh, like he's asked you to. There's there's a there's a, a there's a, there's a consequence to that, and it's not so much the discipline from your father that you get, but when your father <laughs> passes this vehicle down to you and you inherit it and now you reap the benefits of all the damage you did to it when you, exactly. when you weren't responsible for it exactly and so and this is and this is what we're looking at now is is this each generation every single generation has that responsibility of ownership of their country and if they if they're irresponsible with it then the next generation that inherits it has to pay the consequences of of the damage that the generation before them did. Or I shouldn't say the damage necessarily, but the neglect. Uh, So if your dad, if if your grandfather or father never took care uh, of their vehicle, when they pass it on to you, you're going to have to take care of all the neglect that they allowed to build up in order to get the thing back up and running and, and running like it's supposed to.
2: Yeah, exactly. The folks. Now, what I always tell folks is that, uh, is that it's their duty to do this now, to watch over it. I think that a lot of folks, uh, almost everyone, seems to think that someone else is doing it for them. Someone else is paying attention uh, to make sure that my liberties uh, are safeguarded. Someone else is, is watching over uh, and making sure that, you know that things are done right. The right decisions are made. The right uh, votes are cast. Someone's obviously going to do that, and I'm sure that has come from, uh, uh, you know, a government that, has, that ran fairly smoothly for you know a uh, hundred years or so, and and you know it seemed to be working kind of uh, on its own without a lot of attention. Although it never did. That was just a the, uh, well, the misconception.
1: You know, if you, if you go back to the car analogy. You know, if you go out and buy a brand-new vehicle, brand-new car, you can neglect it for a long time, and it's going to run just fine because it started off new. It started off in good shape, and that's kind of the way I feel with the country too. I mean, it, it ran fine for a long time because there was a lot of room for neglect. And, you know, and then the folks maybe early on, and once again with the car analogy, if when you get a new car, you do take care of it a little bit better. But after you've had it for four or five years, now, you know, maybe you do let it go for – 4,500 miles free change oil, or maybe 6,000 miles free change oil, or however. So you know, that's kind of what's happening with our country. It's been running fine, so why do I need to put much effort into into helping it run better? But we're we're starting to. I, I think we can honestly say that if we go back and look at the start of the country, where it was brand new. It's just like walking into a, a brand new sh- a showroom full of brand new cars and we look at the exact same model of car that's sitting in our yard, but it's uh you know five six years newer it's brand new ours is five or six years old. You go, "Wow, my car was like that that was my car five six years ago yeah. Oh, it's really it really has especially if you especially if you have kids.
3: <laughs> yeah. So you go oh,
1: ahead, it really has deteriorated. I thought it was in pretty good shape, but I guess it isn't, you know. And that's and that's kinda that's kinda you know what we try to do with folks at the at the shoots is to just to point back to the founding fathers and just say, Hey, this is what they gave us. This is this is what you inherited. So how 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 are you doing with it so far? And that's kinda kinda where we're at with that. And it's not it's not yeah. so much that it's thinking. That every, everything's there. I mean, the tires are still there. The engine's still there. Um, you know, it's running. It may not be running as, as, as good as it should have or should be, but it's running. Everything's going fine. Everything's there. The neat thing is is we also inherited tools and in the, in the owner's manual. That's right. what we can fix. We have everything we need to fix it up. Uh, it's just us collecting the parts getting them cleaned up, oiled up, lubed up, and that's, that's essentially us, what we're trying to do with the apple seed. We're trying to collect the parts, we're trying to collect the owners, get them together. And let's get uh, let's them up to speed. Yeah, and the folks, and when I,
2: you know, whenever I do uh, give them this information, whenever I do give my spiel uh, about a net event, uh, I, I will see uh, out of 70% of the folks at least there, I will see the lights clicking on. Uh, the minute I start giving them the information, because they start to realize, they say, "You know what? You're right." And uh, we'll go back to your car analogy. You're right. Uh, when was the last time I checked the oil? Uh, man, I don't know. I'm gonna put that on my list right now. As soon as I get home, I'm changing the oil. And uh, and they do uh, want to to take ownership of their responsibilities because I tell them, I said, "Listen, you're not an American because you were born here. You're an American." Whenever you take uh, responsibility for your country, whenever you take responsibility for your sacred obligation uh, to take care of your country,
1: to invest yourself uh, in the ownership of the country.
3: Yeah,
0: that's why you become an
1: American. Just because somebody's sitting in a driver's seat doesn't mean they're the owner of that vehicle. You know, so that's kind of that's kind of, you know, I, I'm having fun with this analogy because it it seems to kind of it seems to kind of fit. Um, you know, so I but you know, as I'm sitting here listening to you talk, I'm thinking that's right, the new slogan for Apple Seed is, "We're the check engine light for America." <laughs> but um uh, so we're the service engine light for America. But anyway, the um you know, you you're talking about uh uh the notion this this is a bit of a gear shift, but uh but I as I, uh, I don't want to share it anyway. Um you're talking about the notion of, um, of you're not an American just because you happen to exist in, in a certain geographical location. Um, uh, good friend of ours, and I don't know if you've even met him, uh, Eel, on the forum. His name's Bill. He's up in uh, up near Chicago. He's up in the Illinois guy. He, uh, I've had the opportunity to meet him uh, and, and chat with him. We had dinner, and um, he uh, he has a, a neat series of stories that he shares with apple seeders at the shoots and it is about uh it is about real uh, modern day americans that acted as if they were owners and um you know even just telling you about what he tells folks you know i'm kind of getting a little choked up because the stories that he tells are just so compelling and they're so uh they just drive home so much that notion of uh, uh, that these people that he tells these stories about are, are we owners, you know, you can, you can hear the keys jingling in their pockets as they're walking. And, you know what I mean? And that's just the kind of thing that, uh, he, uh, he, he, he shared his stories on the, um, on the forum. He sent me a message to, uh, last night, uh, just kind of saying here, you know, this is cause I'd asked him to send me some information earlier. And he goes, here's, this is the, this is the final product that I've been working on. And, uh, uh, I wanted to share it with you, and I tell you what, um, uh, those folks in Illinois and probably Wisconsin and such that get an opportunity to listen to him give that presentation, um, you know, they, um, they, their lights go on. You know, you can. I just know it. I don't even have to be there, and I just know that these folks are clicking. They're understanding. They're going, yeah, that, that is, that is what it means to be an owner of, of this country, and uh, and to take that ownership of it. So, you know, I wanted to give Yola a plug because yeah, it's fabulous work that he's done, and also a lot of folks have uh, said positive things, and it just kind of lays in really nicely with what what, what you were saying.
2: Right. Right. And I have uh, I have folks that show up uh, at Appleseeds Seeds so on a regular basis, uh, and they could be from <clears throat> uh, uh, American citizens now, but they could be from uh, anywhere across the world. We've had folks from uh, Vietnam, uh, Czechoslovakia, Poland, uh, the Soviet Union, uh, Russia, uh, East Germany, on and on, South Africa. And the one thing they have in common, uh, especially the folks from the uh, Eastern Bloc countries and anywhere that uh, where they don't have the rights that we have now, the one thing they have in common is that is Whenever we talk about uh, investing yourself in the country and uh, ensuring that you are safeguarding the rights and liberties that you have, these guys listen. So they, they're listening like hawks because they came from a country where you didn't have that. And yes, folks, there, there are plenty of countries where you don't have rights. There are plenty of countries that had rights until recently, and they were taken away. They were taking away, bad boy. You no longer have the rights. We're taking them away. Okay, that's what happens when you don't pay attention. When you don't invest yourself in safeguarding your liberties and uh, freedoms, is that
1: somebody takes them away? So you know, what's what's kind of fascinating when, when you speak uh, to folks from other countries, and like I say, especially those countries that don't have uh, the freedom and liberties that we have here you you get almost that feeling as if you're talking to a founding somebody from the founding generation because that's exactly what they had you know they were they were they they lived as the subjects of the king crown and they had a free uh, they had what they felt was freedom uh until the king started flexing his uh, usurping the powers the king and parliament started usurping the powers of their um colonial constitutions um the colonial charters that they had so they, um, um, you know, so they were those those people from those Eastern Bloc countries back then. I mean, that's right. They had that same attitude of, of wait a minute, you know, this isn't right. And then, then they start getting that notion of, no, we're, we're going to live, we're going to live as free men, and we're going to have our own country. And you just kind of you kind of think that that they share that same spark with the founders, whereas uh, the average dweller of this country is. Uh, is very complacent because they uh, the car's always run. It's always started up uh, when I went out there, and it's never been a problem. So why should I worry about all these uh, lights and whistles that are going on, telling me that things may not be right? But um, but once again, you you, you really hit the, the I think the head of the hammer on the head of the nail when you said that the, you know the, the, we're we're in a mode of just trying to wake folks up and, and get them to see that the, they have an obligation as owners to Kind of take care of things so we can pass it on to the kids. We want the, we want them to cruise around with the top down every once in a while. We don't want them to have to keep the hood up and work on this thing uh, day and night after we have uh, it off to them.
2: Well, and that is uh, you know when you got the analogy of the uh, the check engine light and and that is a very appropriate one because I also try to tell people all the time they want to know uh, I won't even get into the secret handshake stuff but they want to know. <laughs> what it is uh, that we're supposed to be doing. I explained to them, I said, listen, this is a very, very simple organization with a very simple mission. That doesn't mean it's not going to be difficult to achieve. It's just simple in its conception. That means that we're trying to wake everyone up, uh, everyone we can get our hands on, and make them understand that uh, they have an obligation to the country. They have an obligation uh, to ensure that they are standing watch uh, along with the rest of us to make sure that uh, our country is staying on the right track and that we are preserving our country. We are preserving our heritage. Uh, as we said, we're not trying – it's not that we're saving something from uh, – uh, or bringing something uh, or trying to resurrect it. Uh, we do have it, so but we want to preserve it. But <clears throat> folks always want to uh, – they want us to do more. They want us to do this or that. They want us to uh, – uh, they want us to do everything in the world uh, in our organization, and I tried to explain to them that uh, uh, would that we could, would that we had so many folks that we could start branching off and starting uh, and start uh, different uh, subunits. Yeah, we'll we'll cut off a hundred thousand people here, and they can be doing X. Uh, they can start up a new organization that does X or Y or Z. But we can't. We're we have to devote every minute every person that we have, just to do this one simple mes- uh, mission of uh, of outreaching and getting folks interested in investing themselves in the country. Uh, we're not saying that, that someday that Appleseed won't become, it's always becoming. Uh, we won't say that it, that it will never be anything more than it is, but right now that's all we have time to do. There are thousands of organizations out there that you can uh, – who they can do a 100 a, percent a, a better job than we do as far as letting you know what uh, what bills are out, uh, uh, you know, folks that can guide you in uh, in uh, in your or advise you
3: oh, yeah, on uh, yeah. who you can
2: vote for and stuff like that. But we don't. That's not our mission. We have a very simple, simple, simple mission. Uh, and uh, and you and I have joked about this before because people will come to an event. They'll go through the uh, the appleseed course, <clears throat> and uh, then even become members, and they'll say, "Okay, all right, I'm a member now. Tell me what you really do." <laughs> yeah,
1: tell tell, yeah. tell me what the real mission is. Yeah, yeah. It's humorous to us because we've been so so deep in it that it's uh, you know it, it's kind of humorous to us. Unfortunately, for some folks, it's uh, you know it really is. a I guess it's a, it's a real consideration, but it's it's one of those things that the the, the the goals and the missions of the program is very simple, very straightforward, and th- what we're doing is is just unheard of. I mean, people don't do the things that apple seeders do. It's not uh, it's not a uh, it's not a capitalistic uh, endeavor. We're it's uh, we're not doing this for any real personal gain. I mean, it's just that we want to maintain the country and preserve it and pass it on to the next generation and that really is the extent of what we're trying to do. And uh but it's not normal. It's not normal uh modern 21st century American activity. So people look at that and they go that that just doesn't make any sense. You know, this this just doesn't quite uh quite ring true with with what I would think the typical 21st century person would do. But what's interesting is this is spot on with what the typical uh, 18th century american would have done this is this is uh this is the kind of stuff they do i um i i got to i got to harken back to uh fred fred uh, for those of you, for those of you that may not know fred is a movieaholic uh he can quote uh oh yeah uh, he'll quote yeah he'll quote uh, dialogue every, from every single uh,
2: pipe-wheeled in uh,
1: born again hard
2: man
3: <laughs> you name it he'll, he can quote you any
2: quote from any any movie
1: almost Red dog, oh, actually. Yeah. I, I swear he, uh, I swear he watches three or four movies a night. I, he must. I don't know how else he can keep up. But uh, so I'll harken back to a, one of my uh, one of my uh, favorite movies, which is, um, and I was thinking about this lately, is um, uh, National Treasure with with Nicolas Cage. And he reads part of the Declaration of Independence, and he looks up at his buddy, and he says, "People don't talk like that anymore." Yeah, and,
0: exactly. you know, and that,
1: and that struck me so much. I just watched it just recently. It just struck me because that's kind of what we're doing here at Appleseed. We are, we are talking in a way that people just don't talk anymore. And, and we're talking about the things that people don't talk about anymore. It's just something that's not in the uh, American language anymore. And I, and I thought to myself, this is kind of bizarre because it really is. It is kind of like teaching a new language. I, I'm calling it the language of liberty, and maybe there's a better term for it. But it's um, it really is a language that, that the typical American doesn't necessarily understand, and, and I and I uh, I was talking to um, uh, uh, a buddy of mine that is a a, a um, he's a state level uh, representative here in uh, in Kentucky, and, um, and we were kind of talking about this one day, and I and I I said you know we're talking about different politicians and and, and stuff like this and just kind of wondering why they didn't you know they may not be grabbing traction or why they do grab traction and what is it and and I, and I, we got talking about the fact that even if a good politician somebody that uh you know that the that the average liberty-loving american would um really like to see in office and if he was running for even the the most perfect office whatever that might be you know in, in people's minds um even if he gets up and he talks and says the things that uh you know, that he should say as as he's going through his campaign, um, explaining to people what he stands for and such, that the the average American nowadays doesn't understand that language. He doesn't they don't understand when people talk about rights, freedoms and liberties what that really means. They have this uh this skewed language that they're listening to. So there's a there seems to be a big disconnect in, in communication for uh, those folks that speak this language of liberty, if you will, and those folks that don't. So I kind of, I kind of see Appleseed as this, as this uh, Rosetta Stone, this language course for, uh, for the average Americans. Just kind of, hey, we're going to give you a crash course in some of the language that your founding fathers spoke. And, right. Uh, and I, I, I always,
2: uh, I, I tell folks about when I first heard about the program, uh, when I first heard the name of the program. They're a Revolutionary War Veterans Association, and I thought. Oh man, I, it's another uh, reenactment group. It's uh, like a cross between uh, revolutionary guys and uh, what's that other organization? The the Society for Creative Anachronism. You know where they get the sticks and they beat each other up. They make their homemade <laughs> armor and stuff. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, that's what I. That's when I first heard about. It. That's why I thought, and I thought, oh, oh no, I can't do that. You know, I can't wear the frilly shirt and. But I don't look good and puffy, <laughs> yeah. And I, I don't want to say "top of the morning, governor" and stuff like that to you, but but the actual truth of it is, is that now I am that guy. I now mean, I don't have the frilly shirt. I'm not going I did put it on one time for a photograph, but I now talk that way, and I tell people, I go, "Listen, if it sounds strange to you the way that I'm talking, if it sounds like uh like it's dramatic." or uh, that i'm you know that i 'm speaking in a, uh, in an archaic dramatic language it 's because I am it 's because i 'm doing it on purpose because that 's where everything we have came from from that language. whenever I read those documents, when I read the Declaration of Independence or I read the Constitution uh, of these United States, I tell you i am just i 'm floored every time I read it because of the brilliance of it, the absolute oh, yeah. Brilliance of those men and those women. You think about folks when you think about the folks living 234 years ago, 300 years ago. You think, oh man, these guys they they, they didn't know anything. You know, they were they thought right before that they thought the world was flat. They didn't know anything about uh, you know electricity or uh, well, you know Franklin did of course, sure, but sure. but you know they didn't know they didn't know any of this stuff. So how smart could they be really? Well, they wrote a document that has survived. Uh, for 200, over 200 years, and will continue, with the help uh, of American citizens, helping to preserve it, will continue into infinity. And uh, that, to me, is the absolute brilliance of those men. And the wording, I love it. I love reading. I like to read it out loud by myself, because I love the
1: language of it. I, l- I love uh, how beautiful the words sound. One of the the biggest eye openers for me is, uh, and this happened years ago, was uh, uh, you know I, I you'd hear you'll hear people reference the Federalist Papers and and things like this, and you go all right all right I've had enough of people telling me what's in them I'm going to go look for it myself and and you pick up a book that has the Federalist Papers in it and you start reading this and you, and after about the first well it, it's ironic because every paragraph seems to be just a sentence. And uh they'll write a a page and a half paragraph that has one period in it you go, "What in the world did I just read and you get a headache and they 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 had this 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 way of developing a thought and developing uh an idea that they had um and, and during the the development of this idea in a single sentence, which is also a paragraph they um they would also derail all of their their um all those folks that wanted to contradict them. And uh, argue with them, they would just develop this, and that was and, and it's after you read it for a while, you learn how they wrote, you learn how they spoke, they all did the same thing it was all they all spoke that same language um, and it it becomes interesting to read it and um, and learn how they spoke and then uh then when you go on to the anti-federalist papers uh it, it's the same stuff, it's just the other side of the argument. But then, uh, then when you come back to the source documents—the Constitution, the uh, Bill of Rights, the, the Declaration of Independence—and now you have that language up under your belt, and you understand how they spoke, and you go, it, it comes alive. It really does. You, you go, wow, this, this is—I um, I understand what they're saying now. This really un- makes a lot of sense. Whereas now, you know, you read it. If you hand somebody a Constitution and you say, read this, they, they, they do stumble because they haven't quite. They don't understand the language that they're using, and it's not a—it's a very simple language, and it's not—it's not to be demeaning, but it's—it's it's just you know they spoke differently back then. Hey, listen, uh, I'm going to bring a guy on. Uh, I'm going to bring a guy on the
2: phone with us now, who has uh, some experience. I, I, from looking at him, sometimes I think he may actually be a Revolutionary War veteran. Uh, Sam, come on, welcome to the show. I think hey Sam, I how him, you doing? I I think I kept him on hold so long that he, he fell asleep. Sam, you still there?
3: Are you there? I didn't
0: yeah, you. Sam, can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. Okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was just telling folks that I wanted to bring you on. I I saw that you'd called in and I wanted to bring you on because uh I've seen you in person and uh, I feel that you may be able to give us some first hand knowledge of the revolutionary war stuff. <laughs> I'm not that old. <laughs>
0: My Wife says I am.
2: Okay. Welcome to the show, Sam. I'm Thank your you. brother. How are things going there?
0: Very good, very good. I uh spent the weekend in Albuquerque doing some promotion work up there and met just a fantastic crew of people. And uh they give me a lot of a lot of good feeling.
2: Well, how did the uh, did you uh, uh, did the radio interview that you were trying to get? Did it come through?
0: No, I'm afraid it didn't.
2: Okay, no problem. I just I didn't hear anything, so I wasn't sure if if they had said yay or nay.
0: They didn't say anything. <laughs> then, well,
2: I've got a, I probably have about uh, oh I'd say fifteen or so that I'm still waiting on. Uh right. the only ones that come back usually rapidly are the ones that say no thanks. Uh, and the the rest, I'm still kind of in limbo and waiting. I, I try and be polite and not uh, not hammer them. You know, I'll I'll send them a request and they don't say anything. There. Usually, I'll wait uh, ten days to two weeks before I send another one because I don't want to uh, I don't want to give them a hard time. Uh, but I'm hoping that we can uh, we can get some more stuff going there on radio across the country, but especially in New Mexico too.
0: We were able to uh, get a little bit of free promotion from two stations. Uh, there was a station in Deming that uh, I contacted and asked them to promote uh, the Deming shoot weekend before last. And the lady came on, uh, sent me an email back, and she was just happy as could be to support it. And she wants us to have another one out there so she can come to it.
2: Well, oh, that sounds great.
0: And although the Deming chute was small, it was a very high-quality one. I understand they got slightly roasted. Actually had a cook-off, but, uh, you know, we can we can shoot in Deming in the wintertime. And well, it'd be good to go. Well,
2: that sounds really good.
0: And I uh, received an email from a small station outside of Chicago, that I had contacted, trying to get some uh, some promotion for the shoot in Illinois last weekend. I forget the name what of the town. Do
2: you remember? Illinois. No, which station? Uh, I don't
0: remember. I'm not near my my notes right now. That's I'm that's out
2: okay. in the shop. guess okay. I just wondered if it was the same one that I that I had sent to, and uh, uh, but again, it's getting to be. Uh, It'd be like apple like uh, apple seed forum names. Uh, it's going to be kind of confusing to
0: me. It might have been the same station because I actually sent a note to every station that had a a uh, an electronic uh, address that had an email address.
2: Right, right. Well, you and I had a long talk about this. Uh, oh, what's it been? Two weeks ago now, and uh, we were working off the radio locator uh, page on the internet where you can go to. Uh, uh, radio-locator dash locator, uh, and uh, Google that. It'll bring up a, uh, a page where you can access any uh, any radio station in the United States. It'll give you the, the information uh, on, uh, like you put in a city, put in a zip code, and then put in uh, mileage out you want to go to it from it, and it'll tell you all the radio stations there, their formats, call signs. Uh, you can usually get contact information off the same thing, so uh, I encourage anyone who's listening to do that. Go to Radio Locator and uh, pull that up, and then stick in the information for your local uh, radio stations or for your local uh, your locality, and it'll give you the radio stations and formats there. And then try and uh, <clears throat> let's try and get the Apple TV program on there. Either you can call in. And just do it as a call-in. And say, "Hey, folks, uh, I heard you talking about uh, you know something on with the Second Amendment, and I wanted to add that uh, the AIP program is a rifle marksmanship organization, and uh, we you know invite folks to come out to the the shoots or ask him if we can have uh, a few minutes to come actually come on the program and talk, and then uh, we'll get somebody out there. Sam does some of the inf- interviews. Uh, I think uh, Blue Feather." is also helping, as is Talos Glock and then myself. Uh, and uh, we will get, uh, if you can put us in touch with the radio station, we'll be glad to do an interview with them so that we can help get the message out.
0: If uh, if each shoot has one person make those
2: contacts,
0: it, it uh, is much easier uh, to do. That way there's not a lot of confusion and to have a single point of contact, which helps a lot. And if each shoot just uh, delegates that to one, or possibly two people, uh, to contact those stations, write them or call them. Uh, I think we'll, we'll probably get a pretty good reception from them, if only to have the event placed in their community calendar. Right, and and,
2: and you can actually do should. the community calendar. Usually, they'll let you access and do that yourself. Uh, but it, like you said, if you if we had one person. One person that was a, involved with each shoot, if they would do that, if they would just uh, get the uh, event on the uh, calendar, on the calendar events for the radio station, television station, uh, the city calendar events for each shoot, that would dramatically increase uh, attendance at the lines and stuff. And the thing I try to tell people is, listen, you can spend 100 bucks easy printing up flyers. And you can spend two or three days, easy, putting up flyers, uh, and the return is uh, traditionally less than one percent on those. So you put up a hundred flyers, then you may or may not get one person, and you got your you're out, uh, uh, you know, t- ten twenty bucks on that, or plus your time. stuff. So. <clears throat> you can get on a radio, which is free, and uh, even some of the uh, even some of the larger towns will have a, a Uh, radio station that you can call up and talk uh, that you're guaranteed to get on. Uh, The one in Houston uh, that I've been working with, uh, you can call up there, and you're guaranteed to get on, and and the listenership is 1 million. 1 million people. Okay, so a 1% return on 1 million is not too shabby.
0: Another good area to look at, if you have a cable system in your town, Traditionally, they have a community access channel. Right. And you can get on there. Uh, some of them will uh, just show a, like a slide. Some of them actually have people get up and talk. And if you have someone who speaks well in public and they can get on there and uh, give a short uh, three to five minute uh, ad for Appleseed, that can do wonders. Uh, likewise, okay. you. If you have public TV in your town or public radio, uh, there's a perception that they don't always listen to people like us, but that's not necessarily true, and a lot of times you can get on with them.
2: Well, that uh, that sounds like a great idea, because, uh, because you can get on pretty easy on those local stations, and... Uh, what we need to do is if we can get a uh, thirty second uh uh introduction piece and 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 start sending it out to those uh, there's probably a high chance a high probability that they would run it for us some of them would a lot of the uh the uh public access uh is uh like uh like the public broadcasting uh stations uh you know they're they're not as uh as liberty oriented as as we would like but uh once again you know a uh a uh c d is really pretty cheap to burn off so i i think we should work on getting uh getting a nice thirty second spot put together that we can send out to the uh uh to the different stations and see if they won't put it on the air uh i know we're we're kind of iffy on the uh uh because we're a non nonprofit organization, but we're still right on that non uh, nonprofit and commercial line. But I think that sounds like a good project for somebody uh, that's listening to a volunteer to take on. I, don't mean I you, think it we'll find to you, it, we'll get. You've you already got uh, plenty on your plate, but if we could get uh, if we could get somebody to uh, to volunteer to to take on getting a 30-second spot together, that would be great.
0: I think we'll find that we'll probably get uh, more out of it than we planned, and the worst that can happen is they can say no, and something that we all need to remember is that uh, way back in 1775, there were a lot of people that said no, and they changed their minds. When people put new ideas out to the world, they're not instantly accepted. Sometimes it takes several repetitions for him to get through for the principal to come. I didn't come to Appleseed the first time somebody told me about it, and I'm sure that a lot of us didn't. How long we did had it to be t- told a couple of
2: times. How long did it take give us give us a real quick rundown of your personal story of like when you first heard about it and how long it took you before you said, "You know what uh, maybe this guy a Fred guy is not crazy."
0: It actually took two years. I had a cousin that told me. He had shot back east, and he said, hey, you need to check these people out. They're pretty good. And I got on the forum, and, and uh, I don't remember who or what, but somebody said something on there It just kind of soured me a little. And I just didn't pay much attention to it. And then that cousin got a hold of me last summer and said, hey, did you ever get out and shoot with these folks? I said, no. He said, well, you really need to. And uh, I started looking. And I came across the shooting return and I went, and here I am.
2: <laughs> well, that sounds great. Now, and it also illustrates uh, it illustrates two things. One, that a lot of times there's there's a bit of a cook off for uh, uh for folks between when they hear about the program and when they do it. And also, uh, and this isn't I'm not saying this is bad about you, but I'm saying <laughs> that we have. Uh, we have a policy of, uh, or a creed, uh, whatever you call it, of leaving your ego at the door. And that is a hard thing to do. I mean, it's hard. It took me a long time to figure it out, and I'm still not that good at it. Uh, but the, the thing is, like you said, you, you, got, you got onto the, uh, the forum. Somebody said something that uh, tweaked you. And you said, "All right, and that that kind of turned your switch back off for a while until somehow or another you realize that listen, the mission is much bigger than anything I feel about it or any any of my feelings, and you came back on and uh, and now you 're an instructor and i've seen uh, i've seen several place, several instances on the forum of uh, of uh, places where you probably could have got uh, tweaked and you didn 't and uh, and that's what, and it, like I said, it's hard to do. It's hard for me to do it, but we have to leave our egos at the door, and we have to realize that no matter what happens, no matter what any, no matter what anybody says about me, what anybody uh, says about anything that I'm doing, I know what I'm doing, and I'm going to continue to do it regardless.
0: You know, I've got dumb on that forum, okay. <laughs> We we've all gone out there and and stepped on delicate body parts in public, oh, yeah. and it happens. And some days you just got to send a PM and say, "Hey, you know, I'm sorry about that, and uh, let's not get riled, and, and let's get back to doing what we're supposed to do." And yeah, if you if you do get out there and get stupid, then if it's warranted, well, get out and say so, and get back to work. There and, you don't let Don't let little stuff get in the way of important work that you need to do.
2: Now are you shearing sheep right now?
0: No, I'm standing in the doorway of my shop, and the wife's feeding i will go inside so you can't hear them
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Out here. It's always either ducks, geese, or sheep. I'
2: was going to say, man it, it, at a point there it was uh it was it was turning into the sheep channel. You know, all, all sheep, 24 hours a day
0: right there. <laughs> it is. Uh, you know, we work on a, we have a small operation here. Uh, we train dogs. It's something that we do, uh, playing and herding trials, and it's primarily my wife's stuff, but things like that are always a family affair. And I have to keep pets for the dogs, and those pets happen to be a flock of sheep. And uh, and those flock of sheep, well, if I'm shooting in, uh, in El Paso, then at night I need to come back and feed the sheep before I go to bed, even if I do have to make that drive. And I don't mind it. It's well worth it to have to come back and feed those sheep just from the time I get to spend down El Paso with them good people at the apple seed. Yeah. And uh, it's part of... It's part of uh, making the program work you have to make little sacrifices and you need to fit your life around apple seed and apple seed around your life and you can't yeah. do everything you want to do with both but if you make a decent effort at at, at trying to work both of them uh, and balance them appropriately you can have a darn good life and meet some fantastic people and uh, you know there, there's nothing better
2: yeah and and we, uh, or at least I, uh, I always try to keep it in my mind, uh, and it's hard sometimes to remember that <clears throat> appleseed, uh, our mission. It's a marathon. Uh, it's not. It's not a hundred yard dash. Uh, because when I first got involved with the program, that's how I took it. <clears throat> I took it as a the hundred yard dash, and uh, whew, man. Uh, yeah, I, I caught on fire. Uh, I don't mean it in a good way either. I mean uh, there was smoke coming out of my hiney, and uh, it uh, it was it was hard. I mean I ran off the end of a cliff, and uh, and you know damaged uh, uh, a lot of the stuff that I was doing because uh, uh, because I didn't uh, pace myself. I didn't uh, uh, try and understand that this is not, uh, it's not a 100-yard dash, that uh, it could well be, uh, you know, a, and it should be, a 20-year, 30-year, 50-year program. So you have to pace yourself. You have to find a way uh, to live in your life with Appleseed and with your life while still maintaining uh, the fact or the, or the idea that this is something really, really important. Uh, my wife didn't understand that at first. She, she was still thinking about, you know, before I sat down and spoke with her about my feelings about the program, was that it was, uh, uh there was a social thing, kind of a, you know, a hobby and social, uh, event. And, uh, and she, she got a little bit upset. She said, you know, I don't understand this. I don't understand what you're doing because you're never here anymore. Uh, you, Nobody sees you. Uh, you know, every night she goes to bed, you know, by herself, and uh, and it was getting to be kind of rough. And it's still not too different from that now. But uh, I sat down and I told her, I said, "Listen, I, I'm not, I'm not doing this for me because, believe me, uh, the uh, it, it it's not something that is uh, that's it, so fun that I want to do it all the time." Now, that doesn't mean it's not rewarding, because it is. You know, apple seed is rewarding. But it's uh, it's not something that's so fun uh, that I would do it over her and the kids. Uh, I try to explain that the reason that I'm doing it is for the kids. I want to leave something, I want to leave a, uh, a country intact and preserved for my children. I don't want them to get... Uh, uh, using Funfailer's analogy, I don't want them to get the car in 20 years and say, Dad, what what did you do? What did you do to it? <laughs> you know, the tires are flat. Uh, it's smoking like a, you know, like, what did you do to this thing? And uh, <laughs> I, that's not Just what I remember,
0: you, you can't put it up on blocks. you got to drive it because if you don't, it'll go bad just part two. There's a balance that you got to find, and find that balance, and do the best you can in both worlds without killing yourself, and and you'll have a lot of fun at both of them.
2: Exactly. <clears throat> yeah, we try. And, I try and tell folks now. I said, listen, think of this as a marathon. Okay, think of this as something that uh, it could last uh, a year or ten years or twenty or thirty years. So uh, that doesn't mean I, I'm not. I never try and throw a wet blanket on anything anyone's doing. You know jump in and uh, get both feet wet at the same time and uh, and and really uh, dive in head first and and become a part of it but at the same time remember that uh, when you crash and burn you are no longer of use to the program so so make sure that you are pacing yourself uh, and doing what you can when you can without uh, destroying your your finances or your family life and stuff like that or your health.
0: There are many things that you can do that don't cost you anything but a couple minutes of time a day too and if we do those little things we can make both sides work and if they're done right they can be very effective combine it with your regular activities the things that you do from one day to the next and if you're out at the range You better have an AQT up there and be shooting it well enough that people are asking you questions about it. That's one of the best places that you can sell apple seed.
2: Yeah. Yeah. When you're down
0: at the local gun shop talking with the the proprietor, you have to always have a couple of swats in your hand to leave on the counter.
2: Right. And And doesn't have
0: to take a lot?
2: The same thing that that we were just talking about for the country and the Constitution... Uh, and how uh, everybody always feels that uh, that someone else, you know, is looking out uh, for your rights and liberties, uh, is that you cannot uh, you can't do the same thing with the program. Which what by what I mean by that is is you cannot assume that someone else is doing the promotions for the shoot because that's what happens to us a lot of times is that. Folks that are doing the shoot say, well, I'm sure that uh, the word's going to get out. Uh, I'm sure that someone somewhere is going to put the word out about the shoot in uh, Deming. So uh, I'm not going to get too worried about it because I know they'll hear about it from Freds or they'll read about it on the forum, stuff like that, and that the word will get out. And you can't do that because uh, you have to realize that every single one of us, or every one of us are Appleseed ambassadors. And uh, it's always our job to push the program forward. Uh, In in, in everywhere that we can And that uh, Here's the way I think about it If we had uh, We've got over 3,000 folks Members of the forum now If we had 3,000 folks uh, Devoting And all I would have to do Is devote five minutes uh, A week Five minutes a week And uh, just sending off Two or three emails I'm telling you We would double overnight Uh, Attendance would go through the roof because everyone thinks that somebody else is doing it, and they're not. Uh, I encourage anyone and everyone uh, who's a member. You don't have to be a member to to do uh, any type of promotions. You can be uh, you can be anybody. You can you don't even have to have gone to a shoot yet, and you can still do uh, promotions for the program. And I don't want this to sound like uh, or people to think that I'm pushing it like a Ponzi scheme, even though I am. Uh, but uh, it's not or that we're trying to uh, gain glory for the program. We're trying to gain glory for the nation. We're trying to preserve our nation. Uh, if we could do it without an apple seed program, then uh, that would be great, minus the fact that you wouldn't meet all the great apple seeders. But if you could do it without that, uh, that would be great. But we need a program to help us run it. And that's what we're using. That's what we've chosen as members to do is to push the program forward. So if any time, if you're sitting there thinking, what could I do or how could I help push the program forward, send a message to one of us. Send it to uh, Sam D. We'll be glad to answer your questions, as would I, as would uh, Funfailer, uh, Junior Birdman, uh, R.W., Nickel, anybody. We'd be glad to answer your questions and give you a, a quick five-minute uh, Uh, class on how to promote the program. And the program would be better for it. You will feel better for having participated and put your shoulder to the wheel with us. So anytime you uh, have any questions out there, please uh, let one of us know, and we will be glad to get you on the right track. CMD, like I said, CMD can even tell you some actual stories from the American Revolution. I can. (laughs) We all
0: have parts of them in our family. If we look back and see... uh, at our own ancestors and, and where they fit into the scheme of things, and I had kin that uh, lived in uh, what's now West Virginia that that dealt with matters up in Zanesville. I had kin with George Rogers Clark and Anthony Wayne. And you have family that were involved in the Revolution. Your wife does. Yes,
2: yeah, she does. Uh, uh, he keeps, me- keeps getting me to try and get you to admit that. Uh, that we're that we're related, and I said, "Honey, I said he he already said his folks didn't come over until after the revolution."
0: No, we came before the revolution, but twenty years after hers did. All
2: oh, right, okay, that's what it was, uh, and uh, that uh, you had a different uh, a different track that you guys were following.
1: <laughs> yeah, we we I
0: didn't mean, come as volunteers.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we were transported. <laughs>
0: uh i I'd tell you something that uh a lot of us have our teams, our two or three appleseed folks in town that we hang around with and and we try to do things with something I like to encourage you to do give you an opportunity to hang with your appleseed pals and put forth a positive impression of the program. get together and go down and uh put on your appleseed t shirts and uh Help some of these folks out cleaning up or working on the local park, building a swing set for the kids, and uh, put on your Appleseed t-shirt and go out and do something for your community. And somebody will ask you, what the heck's that shirt? Yeah. What's this Appleseed business? If they come and ask me, I got a captive audience. Give me a chance. Go out with your Appleseed team and uh, become part of the community. Go do something. doesn't have to be cosmic. Find one of them crews out taking care of something and, and help them out. And they'll see that you're good people like anybody else. They'll ask you about the program, and you've got a prime opportunity to do it. And it puts a good community image of apple seed out there. So if yep. you've got a team.
2: That's exactly right? true.
0: Take your team out and be part of the community. Let them see that you're part of the community, and let them ask, "What's that t-shirt you're wearing?" And if you wear your t-shirt out, go to another Seed and get another one.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. And uh, if you do, come on, come come up and ask one of the instructors. Let them know what's going on, and we'll uh, we'll get you outfitted with the, <laughs> with, the with a nice fresh uh, Seed t-shirt that you can. Uh, as you can wear out uh, on your promotions uh, prom- promotions trips there.
0: Something that i found is uh, we have uh, a shooting group here in our community, 4-H kids, and they're always needing one thing and another, and uh, they have just as much trouble getting facilities and time as we do, and they have just as much trouble getting ammunition as we do. And if you happen to go by and, and give them a brick, they'd be pretty happy. They might think highly of you, and you've done something for them. And if they need someone to go out and help them coach, well, if you're well on your way to be an Appleseed instructor, you might be able to improve one of them youngsters' ability to shoot. You don't only have to teach at Appleseed. You can teach anywhere. Anywhere where there's a teachable mind.
2: All right. Now, listen, guys, if... uh Okay. I just want to make sure that uh, I just uh, had some kind of a glitch in the in the connection to blog talk and what? I thought I had
0: dropped the chat room. I have
1: none
0: over there at all. I don't have any. You asked me about those a while ago.
2: <laughs> okay. Uh if you'd like to call in, we'd love to hear from you. Uh old Grunt, if you're there. Uh, why don't you give us a call and let us know about uh, uh, the events coming up in uh, uh, Oklahoma. It's 347-308-8790. That's the call-in number. And uh, we welcome you to call in. <clears throat> Let's see. Yeah, know, OG's there. And Old Glory, that's the other OG we got. Uh, if you'd like to call in, uh, we'd love to hear from you, too. And uh, <clears throat> I want to say that... Uh, uh, remind folks, we had the Wayland, Indiana, sh- uh, Whalen, Iowa shoot uh, two weeks ago now, I believe. <clears throat> it was the all-woman shoot that turned out really great. And uh, <clears throat> we would like to uh, – we'd really like for them to set up another one. Uh, and I see here that uh, in the chat room, uh, Mean Streaker was just talking about – uh his wife went to her first uh event on April 19th and now she's dry firing and working towards her rifleman patch too which is great and I'll tell you this right now too is that uh <clears throat> women enjoy the program and <clears throat> i see uh, women coming with their husbands all the time and they'll come to the they'll come to the event and you can tell that right that uh, a lot of times they'll even tell me. I'll say, Hey, uh, you know, uh, during the meet and greet the folks will explain what they're doing and uh, or what or what brought them there. And a lot of times a woman will say, Well, I'm here because my husband's here and uh, and you know what, we don't care uh what brought them there. I mean we do because we wanna know. But what I'm saying is uh, regardless of what brought them there, all we have to do usually is get folks to come to an event to uh, to listen to the the history of their country uh, to know that they are part of uh, of this country that they are the the we the people of these United States as the document talks about and then uh, Like I said, I've never, I've never seen it fail, and I've been doing this for a long time now, and I've seen many women come through, and uh, many women, men and women, uh, teams, and I have yet to see a case where the woman, who was like, uh, only supposed to be there on Saturday usually, she just came, I'll just come on Saturday because that's all I'm going to give you, I'll come because you want me to go, I'm your wife and I'll come, uh, but I'm only gonna—I'm only gonna say I'm going to Saturday, and then on Saturday evening, we ask uh, who's coming back, and uh, and then that woman jumps up and says, "I'm gonna be here. I'm gonna be here," and uh, she's there the next day, all day too. And uh, guys, you got to be careful because there have been many times where uh, the brand new to shooting woman has outshot uh, her hunter husband. So this program isn't just for guys. Uh, It's for Americans. Same thing with kids. Uh, I mean, I've seen plenty of kids do the same thing, Uh, the same thing where uh, uh, they show up there on Saturday, and they're, "Uh, I guess I'll do it if I have to. I don't really want to. And uh, by the end of the day Saturday, and uh, a lot of times, the folks only brought them for just Saturday. They said, I'm sure that's all my kids are going to be able to take this Saturday. <clears throat> so they're signed up for just the one day. And at the end of the day, the, the kids are, are you know, they're begging their, their folks, please, please, can we come back tomorrow? Can we come back tomorrow? Which is very, to me, is pretty astounding. If you can keep a kid's attention uh, for an hour, you should consider yourself a success, yeah. let alone a whole day, with them asking to come back the next day. And the reason why is because, uh, at least for me, is that I treat the kids as, uh, as worthwhile. Uh, I, I don't treat them as adults, but I give them the same respect that I give adults. I treat them like men. I treat them like young men and young women. Uh, and I treat them respectfully. I tell them yes, sir, and, and no, ma'am. And uh, I give them respect. Respect. And uh, I give them encouragement. And uh, whenever they do something good, uh, then I praise them. I applaud them. And uh, they respond really well to it. So if you're thinking about coming and uh, you're thinking about maybe asking your wife, if you can get her to an apple seed, listen. She's going to love it. And now you're going to love it because the next time you say, honey, honey, can I please go to an apple seed? You're gonna look around, and you're gonna say, Honey, where'd you go? And she's gonna be sitting out in the car with her Ruger 1022 honking the horn, going, Come on, let's go. So that's a very big benefit there. Okay. Uh I lost Sam just a minute ago. And I think that he has called back in. I'm gonna put him back in the air. <laughs> Hello? Sam. Okay. Okay. I'm back. Okay, good. I got
0: disconnected. Yeah, I love you talking about those husband and wife teams.
2: <laughs>
0: we got well, a couple of them out here.
2: I'm sure you've seen the same thing that I'm talking about, where the woman comes out, and uh, she's rather nonplussed about it to begin with. You know, she'll, she's uh, going like, oh, uh, this is just something for the guys, and I'm not going to be any good at it, and blah, blah, blah. And then uh, she gets down on the line, and uh, within uh, two hours, uh, I'm telling you, within two hours, a lot of the time, the women are almost equal to what the guys are doing. So if you know they can do that in two hours, you can see the guys sweating. You can see the sweat breaking out of their (laughs) brow because they know if I don't pay attention, if I don't start turning in some stuff right here and now, she is going to stomp me. And uh, I've seen that happen. I mean, I've seen them get stomped. And I also see the guys, you can see that sweat breaking on their on their brow when they see that. <laughs>
0: oh, yes. We had one lady made it two apple seeds before her husband. We were paying for her to make riflemen to return domestic tranquility to their household. <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh,
2: man. And they're both
0: wearing orange hats now, too.
2: There you go. And the kids, too. Like I said, you know, you've got kids... Uh, that will show up, and uh, you know I, I've seen the kids where they actually where they didn't even want to get on the line. You know they're sitting back in the chair, uh, five meters back from the line, reading their comic book or something. And I've gone up and I've talked to them and said, "Hey, I thought you're going to shoot today. Well, I don't know. I don't think I'm going to be any good in that. I said, why don't you give yourself a bit of a doubt and uh, come up on the line? Let's get you rigged up and let's see what you do. I said you might surprise yourself. They do that. They get up there. They shoot. They start seeing holes in the paper. They start seeing uh, improvement very quickly. Uh, like I said, Art, the, the techniques that we're teaching, these aren't, something, these aren't things that we just made up. And we said, hey, let's try this and see if it works. Uh, maybe it'll work on some people. Maybe we can fool them into becoming rightful. No. These are techniques that have been handed down to us by our forefathers, starting with them. These are over 200 years old, this, the stuff that we're teaching you. Uh, it's been... Distilled and cooked out through millions and millions of rounds fired downrange, and uh, I'm telling you, it works. And uh, the Guide and
0: true methods.
2: That's it. The kids see the uh, the improvement very quickly, and uh, and they respond to that. And uh, like I said, the next thing you know, they don't want to go. Uh, they're saying, well, okay, well, hopefully we'll be, you know, we'll see you in a couple of months, or maybe we'll come back again. And the kids are saying, can't we come tomorrow? Can't we come tomorrow? And uh, and a lot of times they come back, and uh, i very seldom ever uh, had a kid leave one of my events that uh, didn't have a big smile that uh, wasn't uh, that wasn't telling me I'm coming back. I'm coming back. I'm bringing my dad.
0: There are, there are a lot of them out there, and some of those young people are real good. And remember that uh, when you have a 15 year old that that learns the right way, learns to respect his weapon and master it as a tool and shows the diligence to do it, he's going to be out there apple seeding for another 60 years. So it's worth every second of time you can put into the young people.
2: Every second of your time. uh, We had several uh, very young kids at this last event. We had, uh, oh, I would say the boys were eight or nine and the girl was... uh, yeah, she was probably eight, and, uh, she did, uh, very well, and, uh, for her to shoot all day long in the heat was, uh, pretty amazing. Now, she was burned up on the first day, by the end of the first day, and, uh, I could certainly understand that, because she gave it her all, all day long in the heat, <clears throat> and, uh, so she didn't come back the next day, but, uh, she's going to come back at a future, uh, event, and, uh. Like I said, she was doing really well, and that's one of the things that we're trying to do with this program because <clears throat> there are a lot of children today that are growing up without ever having touched a, a rifle, and those kids, when they reach uh, voting age, they will have nothing, nothing invested in the Second Amendment. They could care less uh, if, it, uh, if the right is taken away because uh, they got nothing invested in it. They don't they've never shot, they could care less if, if they have a rifle, if anybody has a rifle, what does it matter to them? And we're trying to introduce those kids, our posterity, uh, into rifle marksmanship so that they will understand uh they will understand, along with the history and the heritage that we're giving them, the reasons for that, the reasons uh that it is important. The one thing that I've found is
0: that uh Youngsters socialize more than us grown-ups do. They have a habit of telling their friends what they did over the weekend. And they have a habit of telling them about, did you know this happened? They didn't teach me that last week in American history. And uh, they bring each other into the program. Oh, yeah. And uh, when I shot at Raton the first time, I shared the line with a young gentleman named Cameron, who was ten years old, and uh, I'll, I'll gladly shoot with him at any time. He was safe. He was polite, conscientious, and he tried. And he was there all day, both days.
2: Hey. All right. Listen, I'm going to bring what? another uh, another caller on the line with us. I got someone on the line. I want to give him a chance to uh, get their comments in before we go. We got about uh, three minutes left. Oh. Eric, get him on. Uh, you're on the line. You're on the air. Come on.
3: Hi, Scout. Yes. This is Old Glory in Wisconsin. Hey, how are
2: you doing, Old Glory? I'm glad well, you called I'm in. I'm doing great. Give us a report of Wisconsin.
3: <laughs> okay, we just came off of a shoot last weekend in Shiocton. We had 58 shooters. Wow. Now, that's the biggest, that's the biggest shoot I've ever been to.
2: Well, Shiocton always turns out a pretty good crowd, though.
3: It does. It does, and we had 17 young Americans, and I don't even like to call them kids. I like to call them posterity. They were polite, they were enthusiastic, they were persistent, and uh, they proved to be thinking Americans. (laughs) And they weren't afraid of a little discomfort and hard work. We had 48 degrees, rain, rain. The targets were blowing off the backers, and they just the smiles on their faces just set it all wow so it was it was a fantastic um it was it kind of restores your faith in the youth and you know the future of america
2: well whenever you now whenever you uh like the kids that were there at the end of the day sunday uh I'd like for you to to tell the folks uh. I am sure you see it just like I do.
3: Uh-huh.
2: Those kids on Sunday at the end of the event, those are different kids than than the ones that showed up. They are different folks. They have they, are. they can, have more you of can a see it.
3: You, you can see it ahead. in their faces.
2: And to me that is just I mean absolutely uh it's just uh it, it fills me it fills me with a, a great deal of respect for them and for the program and mm-hmm. And that's one of the reasons I do it. Whenever I see and those kids' faces on Sunday and they you can see that they did they know they did something. You know, something important and they're going to remember it for the rest of their lives.
3: Mhm. And they're going to talk to their friends about it. And um they were all so polite in approaching the instructors and thanking us for being there and um yeah, I think you know, the parents are so proud of their kids too. Um the moms and dads that bring their kids, they um they're changed too oh, yeah. by what they see their kids do. So
2: Yeah, it's it's a very big milestone in a lot of families lives and uh, and I am always amazed by that uh and I'm always gratified, you know, by by the fact that it is a, a huge Milestone. Mm-hmm. Listen, uh, Old Glory, and Sam uh, D. Thanks for calling in. And uh, they're about to cut us off.
3: And you're welcome. All the rest
2: of the guys in the chat room. I-, I lost my chat connection for some reason, so I, I can't see what you're saying or type anything back. Thanks for everybody for uh, tuning in. Thanks to the folks in chat for, uh, for all the help they do, and uh, thank you guys for calling in. And uh, God bless you all.